Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jeremy Goodwin. Today, we go behind the headlines on a development that caught our attention earlier this week. A federal judge on Tuesday ruled on the city of St. Louis's motion to dismiss a lawsuit filed by a former St. Louis Post-Dispatch reporter. The decision went mostly in the reporter's favor, and it allows the lawsuit to proceed. Journalist Mike Falk filed the suit after a September 2017 protest following the acquittal of former police officer Jason Stockley, who had shot and killed Anthony Lamar Smith. Falk was reporting on the protest when he alleges police officers unlawfully assaulted and arrested him. Mike Falk is now a freelance reporter based in Washington State. He joins me over the phone. Mike, welcome to the program. So what were Absolutely. you yeah, what were you doing on the night in question? Well, I was doing my job, uh, the long and short of it. Um, I was uh, covering just as just as you summarized uh, these protests. It was the third night of protests um, when uh, when again you had had uh, some some incidents of vandalism, police had come in and made some arrests, and really uh, after that you had um, I think a few hours of quiet uh, before um, before uh, before you had uh, basically at the intersection of uh, Tucker and uh, Washington downtown, without uh, any warning or instruction, uh, we uh, everyone who was there around this block, about 100 people, were surrounded on all four sides, uh, mostly by police dressed in uh, riot gear, and uh, were closed in upon. Uh, no one would be let out. Uh, no one would answer questions. Uh, myself and many others uh, got, out, got down on our uh, hands and knees, and... Um, from there, uh, chaos just kind of began to reign. Uh, Mike, Mike, were, Mike, yeah. tell me a little bit about the, the closing in process. So you were approached by, by police on more than one side. How, how did that how did that play out? Yeah. And so it's called a kettle. And I didn't know I didn't know that it was called that until after it happened to me. But um, essentially, they move in. Uh, they're, you know, making this sort of ominous noise, beating their batons against their armor as they move in. And uh really just kind of into this uh, area of, of where they just kind of squeezed us all into the intersection. And, um, and uh, then individual officers would begin leaving the line and walking into the crowd. Um, and at that point was when they started grabbing people, dragging people, and really just firing off pepper spray indiscriminately. Um, you know, in my as far as, you know, my individual case went, an officer grabbed me, um, pulled me up to my feet. I had my press credentials displayed. I was holding them up in his face, shouting post-dispatch, post-dispatch. And some of that is even on camera. Um, and uh, and uh, he uh, started to walk away from me, but then another cop shoved me in the back. Um, and then uh, more police officers uh, just take me from there. And before I know it, I'm being hit and tackled to the ground in a pile and uh, being held down by all my limbs, um, as well as on my back. And then a foot is placed on my head. And then I'm uh, pepper sprayed, essentially point blank, while restrained. And then um, while you were already restrained. Yeah. With your with your head. Pressed into the With my head concrete. Pressed into the yeah, and then that was the beginning of a fourteen-hour process where I was, uh, me and uh, many other people who I saw had been physically abused in similar or even much worse ways, um, 
put into crowded jail cells, not provided medical treatment. And uh, because of because it was a mass arrest and because the jail uh, bureaucracy, I guess you would call it, was so uh, unprepared for it, um, that's that that may have been why we spent so much time. I'm not really sure. But um, but, yeah, 14 hours later, I was released. Um, you know, I had to go to uh, physical therapy. I've uh, continued in mental therapy um, ever since then. Um, uh, you know, symptoms of PTSD and, uh, and, you know, a year, uh, you know, a year, almost two years later, um, you know, it's still, it's still a process. I'm, uh, I think I'm, I'm happier and healthier where I am now outside of St. Louis, but it was about five months after the event, uh, that we filed the lawsuit and, um, and it's been going on for about a year and a half now. Yeah, and the city did file to dismiss, and that that was the motion that that uh, fell by the wayside this week on, on most of the points. The the the, the your suit will proceed yeah. on on most of the on the original points. We did contact the city of St. Louis yesterday about this segment, and we received a statement. It is quote: "This ruling is procedural on a preliminary issue. The case will go forward, and the city will continue to defend." Unquote. Mike, so where does this case go from here? What's the next step? You know, I think the. You know, I think I think the city actually it is, you know, what happened really wasn't that exciting this week. It was it was a you know, it was a motion that I I knew was going to fail. And I just kind of assume it's something that the city does in all any time it's sued. They would file a motion like this, um, you know, going forward. Uh, some of the parts that were dismissed, I believe the judge gave uh, my attorneys a month to uh to amend so that uh perhaps some of that may still be able to proceed as well um you know after this i i don't really know uh this case and uh, the others like it are uh taking a long time they're going to take a long time i don't think it's necessarily specific to us why it's taking a long time i think that's just um unfortunately how the the, the yeah. courts work yeah mike mike um, when, when you yeah. when, when you gave notice at the post dispatch last year you wrote uh quote i feel something very deeply in my heart banging against the walls and crying to get out uh, how has this whole experience just changed the way you think about things you know um it really uh and it's and it's, I wish I had something more, uh, hopeful to say, I guess, but it, uh, it shattered my faith in society for a long time. I think that, um, I think that, you know, the two sides of this case ultimately are uh, kind of see the world in two different ways. I think on the city side, this is merely a, um, political argument where there are winners and losers. It's, uh, not necessarily personal. It's just kind of cold and cynical um, on my side and in the cases of others who suffered through this. Um, it is it is really about having the having the right in America to uh, legally uh, be out in public, uh, which we were witnessing state action and to not have to face assault and imprisonment simply for being a witness uh, to it. So, um, you know, people ask me this, too. I'm always asked this question in the context of freedom of the press, because it happened to me as a journalist. Uh, you know, is this a freedom of the press issue? And 
Yeah, it is. But that is not the biggest thing to me. The biggest thing to me is that it does not matter if you were a journalist, a protester, a downtown resident, or even another cop. You could be Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, however you see it. If you were in that intersection that night at that time, you were just as likely as anybody else to have that happen to you. And that is the overriding. That is what I just always want to stress, that that's what this is. This is about the right for any American to to be a witness, to be out in public, to exercise yeah. their rights, whether it's the right to protest, the right to report, the right to just go for a walk in your neighborhood at night. These yeah. are all, all of these rights are tied up in this. And you were you were one of 121 people arrested in that particular incident. 120 of them did not have the full institutional support of the Post Dispatch to bail them out and to to chronicle yeah. their their case against the city after that. So um, to an extent, you're in a, in a privileged position of being able to have a mouthpiece to talk about this. But I hear you saying that you're trying to look sure. beyond just your personal experience. Right. And a lot of those people reached out to me in part because I guess I was a public figure to an extent. You know, they were able to find me on uh, on uh, Twitter or email me. And, you know, I, I connected with a number of um, of the other victims of this. And uh, some of us uh, still stay in touch now and then just uh, just to see how we're doing. Yeah, Mike, Mike, we're going to continue to follow your story in, in this lawsuit and other similar ones that have been filed in the wake of the rounds of protests we've seen in the city in recent years. But that is all our time now. So Mike, Fal okay. Mike Falk, former Post-Dispatch journalist, now based in Washington State, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.